And again, thanks for dropping by the Unlimited Unloaded page where we unload in more details what happened in the non-women's basketball proceedings from the weekend. We only had about a six or seven minute window on the stream Monday morning and well, there was more than six or seven minutes worth of material, that is for sure. The only game that we actually broadcasted for you and that was the quote-unquote downside of basketball winning on Friday afternoon. I would have come home and had plenty of the baseball and some of the softball action for you over the weekend, including first thing on Saturday morning. But we did have one game broadcasted for you. Kevin Erlinson helped out on Friday night. He works with the Lightning Radio Network, so on game days he's kind of off limits. But he will definitely help us out. And boy, did he have a game to call as the Bulls came back on Friday night to beat Army. And what a comeback it was. The Bulls... We're down 7-1 to in this contest, and as promised on the stream, some extended highlights of the comeback for USF. Army took the lead right off the bat, so to speak, tacked on three more in the top of the third. Bulls get one back, and it was great to see Bobby Bozer back in the lineup after missing a few games due to injury, although the Bulls left some meat on the bone because they had their first three reach, including two walks, and Bozer's fielder's choice scored a run, but the Bulls strand a couple, and it was four to one and that really seemed costly in the fifth inning when army extended its lead to seven to one stayed that way until the bottom of the six when the comeback began I have to think bozer will want to be running on any chance 1-0 pitch to Cantu. here it comes swung on flown out to center galinsky going back to the wall that one's gone no doubt about it daniel Cantu, opposite field power and the Bulls have pulled back to within four at seven to three. Daniel Cantu had himself a game because he would be back at it again in the bottom of the seventh with two away. Pitch swung on, driven to right field. Does this have enough? It gets over the right fielder, Ellis diving. One run is scored. Here comes another one. Montez will come in without a throw and the Bulls are within two. Daniel Cantu, take a bow. Oh yeah, the final four innings actually are all that we have featured in a nice hour package on the replay and we are replaying that a couple times leading up to tomorrow's action for sure. Comeback wasn't done though. They had to tie it up at least. They did so in the bottom of the eighth. Ben Rosenblum began it with a single. Travis Sankovic, a sack bunt. Rosenblum gets to third on the wild pitch and comes on home. 1-1 one, one the count. Malampi ready. Here he comes. Swung on, chopped to third. Rosenblum running, throw to home, and they got him. No, they didn't! He's safe! The throw is in time, but Rosenblum got around the tag, and this game is tied. It was uh, tough to see in quick motion, but what actually happened, great scoop by the third baseman for Army, and the throw was in time, but it was bobbled by the catcher. Just eluded his glove, good call by the umpire. Army didn't argue, and we head to the ninth. Tie score. We will give you the final out of the top of the ninth and the whole bottom of the ninth. Army was threatening, did the bunt thing, had runners on second and third before some true relief. Austin Grouse had been good in middle relief, in fact, instrumental in middle relief, with two and a third innings of two-hit ball where he K'd a couple. Ethan Brown got the start on Friday night and gave up six earned runs, but he did pitch into the sixth. So the fourth and final pitcher gets the winning pitch here, and then kind of a good winning hit after that. Now Dorsey, one strike away from getting out of this jam. The game is teetering on a nice edge for USF. Two, two count. Dorsey against DeBruel. Here it comes. Strike three called on the outside corner. And Dorsey is out of it. And the Bulls improbably, impossibly 
have a chance to win it in the bottom of the ninth. I'll throw my hands up. I, I did not think that we were going to be in this position. It was 7-1 to one after the top of the fifth inning. I was mentally figuring out what I was going to heat up for dinner when I got home. And yet the Bulls have fought, they've clawed, they scraped their way, and they've put themselves in a position to win this game. John Montez will lead things off, followed by Bozer and Cantu. Malampi's still out there for Army. He'll go for a second inning. First pitch, swung on, belted, deep right field. John Montez walks it off. Wow! First pitch, he sent that to the moon and it ain't coming back. And the Bulls have come all the way back to win the game. Eight to seven over Army. He didn't have a hit tonight. First pitch, no doubt about it. It went into the trees out in right field. The crowd going nuts. The Bulls going ballistic. From 7-1 down, 8-7 winners. His third home run of the season, John Montez called game. Indeed he did. That was a blast, as I put out on Twitter Friday night. Jim Lauk had a fantastic call as well. Drive home safely, everybody. And the Bulls win it 8-7. Then they fall behind early on Saturday. No more highlights, as we did not do any of these broadcasts. If you want to go back to some of the calls, you can find them on ESPN Plus and the various Twitter accounts. But on Saturday morning, because... Baseball knew it was going to be raining Saturday night. The game took an hour and 48 minutes. It was zipping along. That means good pitching. Hunter Mink threw 98 pitches in six innings. Gave up three runs, walked three, but also struck out eight. And also got the win because he got some run support. Two runs in the bottom of the fourth after the Bulls had fallen behind three to nothing. Montez himself got it started with the double. Daniel Cantu singled for runners on the corners. Then Drew Brutcher drives one up the middle. You know, last weekend maybe it would have been turned into a double play, but this turned into a 3-1 to game. And then Eric Snow, a solid single to left field, gets the Bulls within a run. And then in the bottom of the fifth, a walk to Ben Rosenblum, a bad error by the first baseman, set it up for John Montez to pound it to straightaway center for a three-run homer in a 5-3 to lead. His fourth homer of the year, amazingly equaling his total of hits last year at UCF. Nice pickup for Billy Mole and company. So in comes Tanner Mink for his twin brother Hunter Mink, and after getting a first out, he hits two batters, but gets the last two outs at the top of the seventh. Then it was Caleb Punsack time. He gave up a hit in the eighth, but nothing doing in the top of the ninth. Punsack earns his first career save, and again, an hour and 48-minute 5-3 to three victory. But the Bulls did not have anything going well on Sunday. Unfortunately, couldn't finish the series sweep, but hey, their first series victory. Army leaves town with a 6-1 to win. Jack Siebert, another great Sunday start. He takes the loss, but two unearned runs, striking out eight in six innings, four errors, and the Bulls, of course, offensively with just the one run, so a 6-1 to final. Tuesday, they'll play FGCU, another ranked team that is rolling this season, and I will be on the trip with the team to bring that to you live at 6.30. We'll talk more about it on tomorrow's show. By the way, we're not doing a conference show. I wanted to actually spend some time with my family. We're going to dinner tonight, so no Around the American. I knew it would take at least two hours to put that together with all the basketball, baseball, and softball. We will do that on Tuesday morning, so it'll actually be a shorter bull speed around 15 minutes, and about 15 minutes will go Around the American. And tell you what went on, well, Around the American. Softball, 
conference play begins this week. And I think the Bulls got in plenty of tune-ups because they finished their 25-game non-conference homestand. It's hard to believe it. It's true. And man, as I said on Twitter on Friday, they took two major steps towards getting for the first time really serious NCAA at-large status consideration because they had the, the schedule to do it, but not the results. Well, Friday night, they got two major results. They couldn't finish it off this weekend, unfortunately. They were right there, but on Friday, it just couldn't get any better with two walk-off wins. Two weeks ago, remember the Bulls had two walk-off wins in one day against Penn and a doubleheader, but that was a winless Penn team. And by the way, still winless at 0-19. These teams weren't winless on Friday, not by a long stretch. Lehigh came to town 16-3, came into this game 17-3, drilled Iowa early in the day. And boy, did Marissa Tribal Peace continue her resurgence. That's not redundant. The Bulls took a 4-2 lead in the bottom of the third, capped by Tribal Peace's two-run triple. But after the Bulls extended the lead to 6-2, Lehi actually went ahead with two stunning runs in the top of the seventh. Who tied it up for the Bulls with another extra base hit, her third of the day? That would be Marissa Tribal Peace. And then Kathy Garcia on a 3-0 pitch, the freshman from Jefferson, Gives the Bulls the win with a single in the bottom of the eighth. And then against ninth-ranked Texas, with, by the way, the Bulls going with their two righties to sort of throw the Longhorns off their track, and Antonite Hill gave them a solid start, and Vivian Pond picked up the win with two scoreless innings. It was another freshman, Camille Ortiz Martinez, who drove in the first three runs for the Bulls, had a two-RBI double in the third. Texas answered back, though, had it tied by the fifth, And then in the bottom of the seventh, Kathy Garcia, her first career home run. The Bulls win 4-3, and as I said on Twitter, those were the two wins that vault you into the at-large conversation, especially if you can finish the deal over the weekend. Looked like the Bulls were heading in that direction. They beat Maris 6-2 as they get another win from Peyton Dixon. Oh, yes, she got her 11th win in relief against Texas. This time got the start. Did walk five, but struck out seven in a 6-2 win that featured a big early two RBI hit by Vivian Pond. What a weekend she put together. Another freshman, Tylee Vaughn, blasted an RBI double. All was looking good until the rains came. The Bulls had one more game that night against Iowa, and they were leading it 4 to nothing. Emily Hanlon had a bases-clearing hit, but then rain delay, and Iowa came out recharged. They actually ended it in run rule style with a grand slam in the sixth. And then on Sunday, the Bulls lose it 6-1. to one. So they're still 19-15 and 15 heading into conference play and have really gotten some recent contributions, especially on offense, that have you optimistic. And I have a feeling that on tomorrow's show, we'll give you some highlights, including some Player of the Week-type performances for the Bulls. But definitely wanted to highlight some of the things that track and field turned in over the weekend, including the fastest 200-meter performance in all of the NCAA over the weekend turned in by USF Shavoy Reed at the USF Bulls Invitational. One of many, many heights the Bulls hit, including literally in the pole vault with Kobe Babin and Stone Baker tying for first place. On the women's side, Shania Benjamin winning the long jump. This was not going to be an event where you get a lot of wins because of the competition, but the Bulls did get some. If you want all the details, hit up GoUSFBulls.com, and they're off until the Gainesville Relays in a couple of weeks. We told you when men's tennis was 4-8 and eight that once the schedule hits the home portion, they had a chance to get it back, and now they're 500 at 9-9 nine and nine after beating UAB, which was 12-4. and four. Remember we told you about the women last week having a couple of tight doubles points, and that really propelled them? Well, same thing here 
as it went down to a tiebreaker at the number three court. Thomas Pavlikovich Smith and Tom Pisani win it. So the Bulls just needed to split the singles against a good UAB team. Got an easy win from Bruno Oliveira on the four-court 6-1-6-2. But then UAB evens the match with a couple of straight setters. Bulls needed to win two of the last three at this point. Elijah Sham lost his first set but rolled in the second and the third, so the Bulls just need one more win. Second set tiebreaker. Davide Tortora wins it in thrilling fashion, 9-7. to They let it play out on the final court, and UAB took that, but the Bulls get it done. And let's hope men's golf can get it done after a tough start at the Linger Longer Invitational. Round one was yesterday. Bulls 11 over par has them tied for ninth, but not completely out of the running against an SEC-laden tournament in Alabama and Georgia. Tied for the first round lead at 500 par. That'll wrap up Bulls Beat on a busy Monday. Talk to you guys tomorrow. I'm Derek Sharp.